Hey folks, hope your Q3 and Q4 is off to a good start. We just wrapped up Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. Hundreds of bootstrap founders showed up. It was an amazing time. I loved meeting so many of you. This interview today is a recording from that session, which you're going to love because now we have visuals, we have the founder teaching, and I made every single speaker include their revenue graphs and real artifacts in their presentations. Without further ado, let's jump in. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Give it up for Charlie Fritch. Thank you. I figured this might not be the most popular topic, but um, glad you, you guys could, uh, could join. A little bit of background. Uh, I started in the hotel industry long before we started our software business in the hotel industry. Um, I've owned a hotel real estate brokerage firm that lists and sells hotels, uh, and I've had that company for 25 years. We also owned a hotel. We had done capital markets advisory for hotels, arranging mortgages for hotels. Uh, Oh, great. Thank you. So uh, that was how I got started in the industry, and... Uh, analyzing hotel profit and loss statements and all of the reporting for hotels, we've basically looking at the output of the accounting systems and all of the software, we felt there was a need in the industry and an opportunity to create a more modern, web-based, uh, robust, integrated accounting and business intelligence platform. So... Uh, that's how we got started, and I was fortunate to have a longtime friend who's a s- successful serial software entrepreneur. He sold us his first company to Cisco in '99 for 175 million, um, and so he was our software and tech business advisor from the beginning. And he said, "Well, don't you know an accounting platform is." is uh, daunting to build from scratch. So look at building on top of an existing ERP. Um, and so we, my son uh, Chip and I interviewed a number of different platforms, Salesforce, uh, Intact, others, and then decided on uh, the ERP that we would build on top of. So what we'll talk about in the next few minutes is choosing an ERP, advantages of being an OEM versus a regular VAR. So, um, and does everybody familiar with those acronyms? Uh, Original equipment manufacturer writes original code, the equipment. A value-added reseller just takes the product, configures it, but without writing any additional code or creating anything new for any specific vertical. So we've, we looked for an ERP that wanted to partner with us, was one of the, the key things, uh, and we found one. But So some of the factors 
you know, there's a typical royalty revenue split. And with an OEM status versus just a value-added reseller status, you can get a higher split of the revenue. Uh, some ERP deal terms we'll look at, minimum royalty, fee splits, ownership and rights, uh, and then managing that the profitability, how that impacts the costs, uh, what the ERP is contributing to your business, and the results. So building on top of an ERP, why would you do that? Well, first of all, um, as I said, it you know, an ERP is a massive project right now. The major ERPs, as uh, Shaz just showed there, you know, Oracle, NetSuite, SAP, uh, Microsoft Dynamics, they're all big companies. Uh, we didn't choose any of those, but I'll, I'll show you in a second who we, who we chose. Um, but... Uh, these are the points we wanted to look for. Uh, broad, excellent general functionality, not necessarily specific functionality for our vertical. Uh, an ISV community, independent software vendors that are already integrated into that ERP that provide functionality that you can't get from just a standalone software like an accounting program. So in our world in the hotel space, we compete with hotel-specific accounting programs, but they're not ERPs, and so they don't have a broad integration uh, with lots of other software that you can take advantage of uh, on an ERP. So the independent software vendor community was a factor. Commitment to research and development, staying current, having an open API structure, automations and integrations. And then as an original equipment manufacturer, uh, the original product creation basically came from our vertical knowledge of the industry. And so our broad knowledge from uh, listing and selling hotels, from the real estate, the capital side, arranging the capital, the debt and equity side, uh, as well as operations and having owned a hotel, um, gave us the knowledge, and then where we lacked, we just uh, hired to fill in some of our weak spots. So with an OA, being an OEM, you own your own code, you own what you create, but obviously you don't own the ERP platform product. Uh, a value-added reseller provides configuration and training uh, and support on an ERP, but they don't generally write any original code and don't own anything. And usually, and I'll show you in a second the splits, um, with being an original equipment manufacturer, uh, there is a minimum royalty as opposed to being a VAR. It's usually just a percentage split, so they don't have that risk of a minimum payment. But they also don't get as high of a, a split. So there, we have a minimum royalty and then also a percentage royalty on considered revenue. With you keep more of the revenue and you only pay royalty on the products built on top of the ERP, and, but you can build outside of that ERP as well, which is what we've done also. 
So these are some of the ERP systems. This is a usability index for mid-market ERP platforms. Uh, we chose the top one on the list there. Matica, they have a strategy of growing through partnerships. Um, and they liked our depth of knowledge in this vertical. Uh, and so it's been a good fit. Uh, again, just Acumatica's fastest growing global ERP. Uh, and this is the ISV ecosystem with Acumatica, so it just shows you there's a lot of them uh, in all four of those categories. Not all of those are anywhere near uh, applicable to our vertical, to the hotel industry, but uh, half a dozen of them are, and we've, we've uh, have partnership agreements, and we can make revenue off of those. This is just a, a little snippet from our OEM software license agreement. The highlight, basically what we do, we adapted the Acumatica solution to develop additional modules. Um, so we developed hotel-specific functionality and built that on top of Acumatica. Then we resell it as a private label. So our, uh, our platform is labeled as hotel investor apps. Uh, typical VAR split is 50-50 up to that. It, it actually, a value-added reseller may only get 40% of the revenue. Uh, whereas a original equipment manufacturer can get oh uh, seventy to eighty percent uh, depending on volumes. So this is the structure of the ERP partnership and important considerations. Development time excluded from royalty when you're starting. It's going to take more time than you think. So um, try to get as much time uh, prior to starting minimum royalty payments. Monthly or quarterly payments, revenue share split, uh, negotiating that, and uh, percent that revenue share, um, you may be able to negotiate a, a declining percentage as you scale up with higher volumes. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. Fee splits, uh, the, we don't pay uh, any revenue to the ERP uh, from our implementation and training fees. We only pay on the monthly SAS fee. Uh, we own our code. Uh, vertical exclusivity is something you can negotiate 
we were not able to, to get it immediately, but we have a, a trigger to be able to do that and some control over if somebody else was going to enter using Acumatica into the hotel space. So uh, we became the uh, solution on the Acumatica platform for the hospitality industry. Uh, and we own 100% of what we built. Uh, so this is an example also. Um, you want to avoid escalating minimum royalties uh, and have a, f a flat minimum royalty, of course, um, and as, as, as low as you can go. But uh, all depends on the market and, and what you're looking at. Um, costs of partnering with an ERP, of course, uh, the minimum royalty as a OEM partner. Revenue split on the ERP revenue. Um, but the contribution from the ERP, and one of the key things that we, we felt was it would give us a lot faster uh, time to market and shorter development time, of course. Uh, an ERP generally has very low churn rate, and that's what we're experiencing far more functionality and integrated ISV community. So we had lower startup costs, quicker to revenue, uh, royalty for ERP replaces the internal development and support costs. So it, it's not like we're just paying a royalty. We're, we're getting something back for the royalty payments in uh, support and continued research and development from the ERP. We also uh, can drive more internal growth with applications built off of the ERP. So we also are, um, are developing on AWS QuickSight, uh, a business intelligence platform like uh, Tableau or Power BI. So we have some business intelligence tools that we're now just beginning to sell to our same customer base to double, potentially triple the annual contract value that we have from each uh, hotel that we sell. This is the complicated mess that one customer sent us that they were using, um, which has, uh, it's really about 13 different providers, but um, even more, higher number than that as far as uh, applications and functionality. So they had an accounting program, our competitor in the middle. Uh, they were using a business intelligence tool called ProfitSword, uh, a couple of their applications. Uh, they were using a BI platform called SciSense. They're using a payroll, human capital management software, purchasing software, a vendor, iBuy. Um, and then they were using other programs for uh, some of the other accounting functions. Uh, like uh, fixed assets, purchase orders, uh, inventory management, contract management. So instead, this is what we can offer, and we've built uh, functionality on top of the ERP in here, and then we're building on QuickSight um, tools for operational anomalies, labor intelligence, pace reporting, uh, which is comparing future revenues to uh, where the hotel was same time last year. Um, 
And we're building some other applications and business intelligence tools, again, uh, off of the ERP. Uh, and then we're using the integrations. These are uh, for categories of ISVs that we have agreements with that also drive uh, some revenue for us. Uh, and then we pull data from these uh, four sources from the hotel property management system, from purchase, from uh, point of sale systems. And Smith Travel Research is a data provider in the hotel industry. Uh, and then from purchasing applications. So uh, this is our uh, current and projected revenue growth, and it may look like a crazy acceleration of growth, but there's a very long sales cycle for enterprise-level companies, particularly in the hotel industry, and we've been working on a lot of the larger companies for a couple of years now, and we have uh, a significant pipeline of those companies where we'll be adding you know, 100 hotels, some have 100, 200, 250 hotels. Um, so that will enable us to scale up more quickly. And next year and the year after, the revenue from our business intelligence applications are going to equal or exceed the, uh, the accounting piece. So that's our projection. That's why uh, it's not just pie in the sky, but based on our, our sales pipeline right now. This is a, just a, a screenshot from the QuickSight business intelligence tool. We've built a labor uh, analytics tool. So we're pulling data from a payroll time and attendance provider and then pulling that into QuickSight. And then we're, we're using our financial data to create key performance indicators on with the labor data uh, in QuickSight. So uh, anybody have any, any questions? Yeah, what, one minute or two? Two, all right, cool. Uh, so that was, that's been our experience of partnering with an ERP um, You commit to the ERP with a minimum royalty, but it, it, with in doing that and creating your own product vertical on top of the ERP, uh, you have a much higher split of the revenue on that ERP. Uh, you can leverage the ERP capabilities, and, and with an ERP, there are many modules, and so we have sort of a base product, and then we can upsell additional modules like uh, purchase orders, fixed assets, uh, inventory um, control and uh, contract management, structure of the deal, um, obviously get as much development time as you can, only pay percentage on the ERP-based recurring revenue, negotiate your rights. Um, impact on revenue, some people asked, well, do you think this is going to impact your, you know, an exit strategy? Will somebody, an investor, pay less for uh, your company because you're built on another platform. Uh, so far, all of the investor companies I've spoken to, that hasn't been a factor. Um, 
you know, obviously the bottom line will be a factor, so only to the extent that it would impinge on your bottom line. But again, because it's, it's replacing some resources you'd otherwise have to pay for, um, I don't think uh, it's going to impact our profitability. So that's it. Any questions? Yes. Cody, how many people do you have in technology? Right, right. We started off actually with an outsourced team, uh, and then uh, they and we uh, hit it off. And uh, Ricardo's here with me, but they've basically now we're bringing their team of uh, about six developers in house. Uh, so we'd use them on a part-time basis uh, and, and flexible basis more initially, uh, but now we're, we're accelerating the development. Uh, and again, we can operate a little bit leaner because we are built on top of an ERP and then we host on AWS. Okay, thank you very much.